1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: Hey guys, it's Alana, and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real-life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? think again.
1: Hi, I'm an anonymous 31-year-old living in New York, and I'm here to talk, I think, about my various dating sagas, but I guess at a higher level, um, the challenges I think with dating both in your 30s and also learning how to communicate throughout the process.
0: I am so glad that you're here because I think every single thing that we're about to talk about is so incredibly relatable, but relatable in a way where like, we don't feel like it's relatable when we're going through it. We feel like, why me? This sucks. This is unfair. Like not this again, but it's actually so common for people to get into situations like these. So I'm really excited that you're here and I'm really excited to get into it. Do you want to pick, pick a saga and start there or how do you want to go about it?
1: I guess like let's start maybe there from the situationship I had last year um where I went on uh like I would say anywhere from 16 to 20 dates with a guy over the course of from I would say around January to May sort of
0: wow okay and stopping you there for a second 16 to 20 dates I want to call out that you actually know this number for a reason because you have kept track. Tell us all about
1: that. Well, so I didn't keep track as it was going. Honestly, a few months ago, I was probably having one of those moments where I was just like feeling bad, honestly, about or just feeling down about my dating life and how dating was going. And I was home and I was like, okay, I'm bored. I'm going to go back through my phone. And try and guess how many dates I've been on and I will say I have a very like weird good memory so a lot of stuff I can like remember so I went back through my phone and looked at 2022 and then parts of 2023 and I actually just did the rest today in advance of, of coming on here oh, but so back in 2022 I went on about 70 dates um I would say as i just mentioned 16 to 20 of those dates were with one guy so when you take that um apart the rest is about 50 dates with around 25 different guys so i was doing a lot of the math trying to understand how many first dates i'd been on how many second dates i've been on and it was actually pretty eye opening to me um i had gone on a lot of first dates but probably more second dates than i actually needed to um, and I think it was very, that exercise is very helpful. And how do I prioritize my time? Because I think that's a, again, when you're in your thirties and quite frankly, late twenties too, when you're trying to date, you're juggling with dating, work, seeing your friends, like also having time to yourself. And while dating in my mind is a numbers game, I think you have to do it the right way. And I, and it almost was a big lesson to me that I don't know if I was doing it the right way. I was playing the numbers game. But I would go on some of these second dates and I was tired or I didn't want to be there or I wasn't that excited about the person. And I ultimately think that was kind of a waste of my time.
0: Do you think had you approached those second dates differently of like, oh, like this could be exciting. Who knows what this could lead to? Do you think more of those could have turned into third dates or do you think you were giving out second dates where you just were not interested and it wouldn't have gone somewhere?
1: I think probably more the latter, like I struggle a bunch with this idea of like don't be too picky, but also give people a chance, so knowing that I'm probably or historically might have been a little pickier, I try to give people a chance, but then I'm not as excited about it, and right. what's been a learning for me is i I tend to like and my friends will tell you this, I'm someone who has very good intuition, and I wasn't leaning into that. Intuition, I guess, so to speak.
0: Do you think that having this number down of the number of dates you've been on, which I, I mean, first of all, are you an analytical person usually? Like, is this, do you keep track of things like this? Like, do you count things? Cause I do. Like I have like my date list of every day me and Jake have been on. I have a list of like I have every single thing in my life is written down on my phone, but I never kept track of the number of dates I went on. And to me, that's actually kind of mind blowing. So I'm curious if, A, like, is this something that's surprising about you or like expected? And B, do you think that it's helped you like, feel, like, learn from it and feel better about a way to move forward? Or is it like, wow, I went on that many dates and I'm still single. Like, that sucks.
1: So I think all my friends would say it is me to do that. Um, Though sometimes I'd actually disagree, like, I think work life and personal life are a bit different. But yes, for all intents and purposes, it is me. Um, I think, to your point, a little of both. I think what it gave me more confidence in was, honestly, if I went on a first date and I like now and I'm really not sure, I'm probably going to cut it off there, right? Just Mm -hmm. in rather instead go on another first date and have an opportunity to meet someone else. But at the same time, you do look at it like 70 and now I've been on that 35 dates this year, right? So that's, that's over 100 dates, right? In the span, quite frankly, of a year and a half. So you get pretty frustrated and it seems to be a constant topic in my life and my friend's life that we're already always talking about. And part of the reason I wanted to talk today.
0: Yeah. Wow. I have like so many more questions about it. I want to stay on this for for another few minutes, but do you, when you were going back and looking through like your phone and finding these people and, and making this list, were there people who you were like, oh man, like I really had high hopes for that one. Or like, oh, I I do think it could have worked out with that person if we like gave it another shot. Or what was like going through your mind as you were actually in the process of reflecting on this?
1: Oh, I think the ones where I felt that maybe it could have worked out a bit more were, were probably the ones I went on more than two dates with. It's the three the four, the five date people. And I think what's interesting, I I shared those numbers with a friend and it, my friend said to me, she's like, you know, it's so interesting. You've been on more like maybe four five and six dates with a single guy. than she She now has a boyfriend, but when she was dating, she was like, I used to go on a lot of one, two dates one two and, days, then, yeah. and then move on. And I said to her, I was like, I actually wish I was more like you because I think now and even this year, I've had a almost more four, five, six date people is that you never know when it's actually going to work out. Like I have more anxiety now going into like the fifth or sixth date because I've been five, six, I've been 16 to 20 dates where it actually hasn't worked out. And so, um, it, it, in some ways I've, feel more anxiety, I guess, from like it overall. It's like
0: higher stakes at that point. Cause it, it is in reality, it is hard to get to that three, four, five place, but it's also such a confusing place. It's like, is this going to go somewhere? Like, am I going to allow myself to develop real feelings and put myself in the position to possibly get hurt? You know, do we have the same agenda here? And like, those are the conversations that you do need to start having at that point, but it's also really scary when you've been through that and it hasn't worked out over and over and over.
1: A hundred percent. I think it's very scary. I think I, I will say, like, some of it's my fault that it's gone on too long. Like, I am someone who historically was not good at communicating what I wanted or talking to the person, you know, talking to someone about what I'm looking for. And I, I look back at some of those four or five date situations and One of them, for example, went on six dates with a guy. This was last November. I knew probably after date two, I didn't want to go out with him anymore. But he communicated. He told me he wanted to be with me. like Things that I actually hadn't gotten all the time from other people. So I was like, I should give him a chance. And then I was like, by the sixth date, my friends were like, you're not interested in this guy. Come on, you got, you got to end it. But I've always had an issue with doing that. So some of those lasted longer than I, they should have on my account.
0: Yeah. It's almost like you, you want that hope of like, okay, well they are doing the things that other people haven't, that I've been looking for. Like this person, I think the hardest thing is when somebody is genuinely treating you the way you deserve and like giving you the world and all of these things that you're, previous relationships or situationships haven't done that. You're like, okay, I now know how I want to be treated. This person is treating me like that. And that's amazing. But I, there's something missing or like, I don't feel this. It's so frustrating because you so badly want to convince yourself into liking them, but you can't, like, you can't, you can't. Right. You
1: And you, and that goes back to like the, again, the one to two day thing, like with this guy, like literally, like I was just saying, he he said everything right. He wanted to be with me. He Probably if I said I wanted to date him on the third date, he would have, you know, he would have been like, yes, I'm in. And I just like couldn't get myself there. Um, and so it's, a, it, it's challenging because it, like in the past and some of these situations, it's I haven't gotten the communication, even if I've been seeing people, right. Or I've been ex- anxious over texting all the time, which is like a big, big issue in my life. Um, So it's, it's interesting to kind of see those patterns unfold.
0: for me. off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. Vermont grown Sunset Lake CBD. Yeah. Do you recommend that other people do this and keep track or go back in time and collect these names and numbers and try and find some of these patterns? Or would you caution people against it?
1: I think it depends on the type of person you are. Like, I think for me, unfortunately, right, I think it was helpful in just understanding where. I could potentially improve. Like, I'm someone who has worked hard at mostly everything she has done, whether it's school, whether it's work, and whether it's friendships, and generally have come done well. And this is the first thing those numbers taught me that, like, I can work really hard, but I might not be getting what I want, or Mm -hmm. I might not be working in the right way. So I think that if you're kind of like that, it might be useful. Some people are much better at saying, "Okay, it's not working out, like I'm going to go about my life and do that." Unfortunately, I think now for me and even some of my friends, right, being in our 30s, like dating is something you think about all the time. We're tired of going to the wedding by ourselves or, you know, thinking about dinners and potentially being one of the only ones without like a couple. Now I I'm actually I have a lot of friends who, who are still single. So anyone out there, if you're looking for a great group of girls, I I have some, Um, but um, it's still really challenging. And it just feels like it's an omnipresent topic of conversation and of thought, which um, I'd hopefully like to move past soon.
0: No, I totally get that. And I think I, I would be the same where like, I'd want to know, okay, like, I I really want to try everything. I really want to know that I'm doing everything that I can possibly do. And if like, maybe I am doing something that's not serving me, but I need to figure out what that is and like solve for it. So I really, I really respect the process and the thought that went into it. And I do think there's so much to take away and learn. Like if you actually look inwards like that.
1: Yeah, and it's, and again, people talk so much about it's a numbers game, right? And I agree. I I, I like fundamentally agree it's a numbers game, but there's, I think, a right way to do it for each person and probably not. And if you're jeopardizing like your mental health in some capacity, or if you're going to these dates and you're tired and not excited, is that really the best use of your time? You could have been meeting someone else who you're just as excited to see or going out to dinner with your friends. So it was very helpful in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Okay,
0: let's talk about this sixteen to twenty date situation ship. How did this? Uh,
1: start? So it started as a setup from like a connect someone my mom plays pickleball with, like her friend. So a really weird setup from my hometown. Uh, I don't mind saying this. I'm I'm not from New York, so more from like a Midwestern town. I love where I live and this this actually feeds into this story. So we were set up in January of 2022. Um and I would say the first the first couple of dates were great. Like they, you know, we had stuff to talk about. It was he was you know, it just felt like the energy felt very good. I felt like the effort coming a bit. And over time, it just started to get very very routine. So we would like see each other twice a week like On Wednesdays generally, and once on the weekend, because Survivor was on on Wednesdays. um, I went over to his place much, much more than he came over to mine, Um, which was Was interesting. By
0: choice, or it just happened that way?
1: He kind of would like make up reasons. When he came to mine, he would make up reasons why he would have to like go home. And I, of course, you know, you want it to work out, so you're like, oh, cool, I'll stay there. Um, yeah. And it was so one-sided that, like, looking back on it, I knew something was up there. But for as long as we saw – like, I'd say we saw each other a lot, January, February, and March, and then towards the end of March, it started to, like, trail off, mm-hmm. Um But as I say, it's like very, very routine. I still had a lot of the texting anxiety, again, because we did not talk about what we were looking for. Again, this is like 15 to 20 dates, whatever it was, did not talk about what we were looking for. So I always had that anxiety leaning like over me and I would get prepared to say something. And then I would find an excuse not to say anything, right? I'd be like, oh, he was upset about something this day. So I don't want to rock the boat. And that's historically how I've been. So this was like a really good learning experience for that. And then the last thing I'll say is like, I had a feeling, right? This was trailing off and not working out. And it was, he invited me to have dinner with him on his birthday. Just the two of us, like we went to like a nice restaurant.
0: How many dates in were you at this point?
1: Probably around that like, 12 to 15 marks. So this was towards the end, which is why I bring it up. Right. And so he invites me to have dinner on his birthday, had a great night, um, and saw him maybe once or twice after, but like that was it. And so it was very, that was almost this like instance that probably made me stay in a bit longer. Like I got hooked on this one, like he asked me to you know he asked me to dinner for his birthday just the two of us like he could go with his friends right, um, right like anyone else and
0: i like, i clearly must be really special to him or like he really sees this going somewhere so i can't just go to his birthday dinner just the two of us and then end it
1: right exactly so that i would say prolonged it another few weeks or month and a half however you want to like talk about it like we didn't officially end it honestly took the last week of may but i did because of travel did not see him um, from like the middle of April, but we're texting a bit and it's just, uh, it was, it was a good learning experience nonetheless.
0: Wow. Okay. What, what did it actually end? Like, like how, what happened? Cause usually I feel like after this long, it's not just like a text of like, Hey, I feel like not feeling the connection, like how did this actually end and what was the response or who ended it? Was it you?
1: So it wasn't exactly me. And I will say this is a theme that I've actually recently started to end where I know something's ending. I know I should end it, but I almost wait till the guy ends it. And I'm starting to, I'm much more aware, this is a pattern that's come up. So I'm much more aware of like, if it's in your gut, you should probably end it now. But so basically what happened, we were both away a lot during the month of May. So we didn't overlap. And at one point he texts me and I'm like, or I actually texted him. I was like, hey, I think we need to talk, right? Even if it's on the phone or like, you know, in person, What whatever it was, I just felt we needed to talk. And he's like, I'll be back, you know, next week. Let's get together. And then I didn't hear from him. So I'm getting ready. This is two weeks later. I'm getting ready to send him a text, be like, look, I would have appreciated some more respect, blah, blah, blah. Well, he ends up being like texting me that night. Being like, Hey, are you around, you know, this next Thursday? Right. And he actually came over and he's like, I just don't think we should see each other anymore. And I knew it was coming, but it's obviously still disappointing. Like again, it should have ended probably two and a half months before, but it's in one sense respectful that he came over. On the other hand, I'm like, honestly, we could have talked on the phone. I didn't need to waste my time.
0: Why do you think you in the past have waited for them to end it? Because I was just talking to a friend of mine and in all of our past situationships or relationships, we did the same. Even if we were like actively upset or like miserable, we wouldn't end it. So I love hearing, I mean, I don't love hearing, but I, I, it's validating to me hearing that you had a similar experience. So I'm curious from your perspective, why that was. Brave the uncomfortable. So, head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P R E S E N T L Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code Seeing Other People. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere, for everything, all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform, and if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about.
1: I think sometimes like it's not a no, I guess, until it's a no. And we all have this like element of hope, right? Like through some of this, I'm like, hope is great, but also hope can suck, right? Like you think something's going to work out. You want something to work out. And again, especially as you see like, more people meeting other folks like you want to have something and I think that's what probably kept me in certain things longer whether that's you know 20 dates or whether that's five right it's like this element of hope that said I do think at some point I would have gotten there and ended it like I think we have to trust ourselves a bit and probably we would have all gotten to the same place it's just a matter of when but yeah it's yeah. still like the rejection or having someone end things with you especially when you know you should is kind of like an ego hit yeah. um, <laughs> like it hurts like- in a
0: different way it's like wait what because it, it's also like this it makes you question why am I sad when I wasn't happy anyway? But then I didn't have the balls to end at first. So they had to reject me and now I feel rejected.
1: Right. Exactly. You almost think it's like a, pa- I don't know if it's a dynamic of like, oh, now they got the upper hand and some element of competitiveness. But like another example, I went on six dates with a guy this around March and April. We went to dinner on a Monday night and, and I was going to bring up like, hey, like what's going on? I wasn't sure if it was right for a couple of reasons. And I ended up paying for that dinner because, which I'm really mad about, it's like $130. And then the next day he texts me and ends it. And I'm like, one, why did I pay for that dinner? That was dumb. And two, like I should have done it first. And I was just annoyed. So I kind of, for the first time, sent a slightly snarky text back. Like, yeah, I was going to bring it up too. Like, wasn't feeling it either, but you know, they still said it. He still said it. He still said it first.
0: I I will say I've talked to a lot of people about this where if somebody like sends you that anti-ghosting text just to leave with a little bit of like fire in you, like responding to them being like, yeah, I was actually going to text you the same thing. Like glad we're on the same page. (laughs) Instead of just being like, oh man, like that's a bummer to hear. Like I really thought we had something. Like just kind of throwing it back at them, being like, okay, buddy, like relax. I'm not into you either, even if you are. I don't know how I feel about it personally. Like I don't think I'd have the balls to do that. But I like it.
1: I think it like depends on the situation. I had another one like that where I went on one date, like this was just a first date, and it clearly like was not a good date, was not interested in it at all. And then at, like, 8 o'clock the next night, I get a text being, like, you're great, but, like, don't see this, whatever. And, and I wasn't even going. To, this was one where I was, like, I don't even need to send a, a text, like, an anti-ghosting text, like, it just over. And then I was, like, yeah. oh, okay. And I was, like, yeah, same. Clearly, but uh.
0: right. Like sometimes you think it's just so obvious that there was nothing there, and like you're like, okay, me and this person are never going to speak again. And then they send you the text, and you're like, ooh, like it just feels weird. It's like didn't we already know? Like we this was unspoken last night,
1: right? And then it's almost like they're trying to not get rejected, quote unquote, right? I, right.
0: So you have to go the back. Mind games we play. Okay,
1: I want to hear about the
0: year and a half emotional situationship with your best friend.
1: Yes. Okay. So, um, so I was in business school, um, primarily during the pandemic. And, um, all I will say about it, I was not in New York, um, and trying to find the best way to put this. So going into school, right. I think sometimes with business school, you're like, oh, it's a great opportunity to meet someone. Right. Part of the reason, like you're, it's one time in, in your like adult life where you get to meet new people at scale. Right. So that's like a new pool of people. Right. I was getting out of New York city. And at the time I was looking for someone Jewish. And I think this is important throughout kind of all of them. I, I have always historically said that I wanted to be with someone Jewish. Um, I've been going back and forth in that a lot lately. I still think where I'm netting out is I very much do. Uh, but again, another part of the story. So going looking for someone Jewish, not a ton. Like if you think about the population of people, not a ton of Jewish guys, especially where I was, um, became really good friends um, with a guy at school. And I think like I had initial crush on him probably for some of the wrong reasons in terms of like he fit like, oh, he was Jewish, like a smart guy, like some of these more criteria reasons um, and got over it for a bit. But then starting more during the pandemic, right, it was a really interesting time to, to be in school. For the most part, all of our friends were down at school. We were finding ways to hang out, whether it was in small groups, going on walks and that kind of thing. And during the pandemic, he and I started hanging out a lot more. Right. And almost like three, four or five times a week, sometimes on our own variety of like different activities. And I started to think again. I was like, oh hmm, maybe I am starting to like this guy. And um flash forward. So this was, I guess, to put into like timeline context, maybe around summer beginning of twenty twenty, where I started to think this. So again, my feelings I think as we continued to hang out throughout like the fall and end of the summer continued to escalate. A lot of my friends were like, you have to say something. This is driving you crazy. Right like around later fall, he and I were in the car together and I basically said like, you know, hey, I think I'm starting to have feelings. Um and wanted to bring it up like since we were such good friends. And he was like, I I've been going back and forth on this myself. Like I'll let you know. Like 30 second conversation in the car, that was it. Okay. So that happens. Um, flash forward, like we're getting closer to the holidays. I hadn't really like heard anything. He hasn't really said anything to me about it. Um, honestly, three months go by until the topic like comes up again. I did try to like create some separation during that time, which didn't always work. Like I'd try not to hang out and then I'd get a text to hang out. Right. And it was a little bit pulling me back in. So Three or so months go by, and we're going to get ice cream. At one point, is like, "Hey, I think I think I want to do this, but like, not right yet." He was going away. Um, let's wait till I get back. Okay. okay. So a little, so a little weird. Interesting. Goes away and comes back, and we're on this walk. And towards the end of the walk, he's like, "Hey, so I don't think I actually don't think I want to do this. I don't think I like feel that." spark whatever and like look I was obviously upset but I think I was more ultimately up- honestly I was both upset and relieved right like relieved in the sense that I had my answer um, but also like actually more upset in the way I, it was handled as a friend like that was a yeah. good four ish maybe four plus month period where i'm sitting there like i had just sort of been vulnerable again i didn't say like fully but i i did start to say something um he and it, what you meant exactly and i didn't have any response so i ended up sending him a text like a day later basically kind of saying that just like how i felt as a friend and he comes back to me and asks if we can talk and then he's like basically does a 180 and says he changed his mind and he wants to try this out. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy. And of course I was like excited and you're at that point. And again, going back to what I said at the beginning, like my population of people was not the biggest where I was. So like great, excited. Maybe this could be something. And then nothing ever happened. And a few weeks go by, like, he never made a move. I'm not someone who really is like, wants to, I don't, wants to make the first move. I, I, that's not where I'm like the most confident. So I also think there's a bit of a sign of like, guy makes the fir- first move. They're interested. Like, that's my take. It could be the wrong take. And I fully acknowledge that. But um, so a few weeks go by, nothing happens. And we're on another walk. And I was like, look, what's up? Like, what's going on? Um, and also, ulti- and ultimately it's like, yeah, I just kind of don't feel that spark. And that's, that's where it ended. Um, and so it was a- definitely an emotional, like roller coaster. roller coaster. And it took me like, I think there's a couple of things. Like I did ultimately communicate. It took me a long, long time to do it. Um, like, you know, seven, eight months, however you want to put it to even communicate for the first time or last six months. It took me a long time to do it. Um, but then as I wasn't getting an answer, I probably should have taken basically kind of I think I got my answer when you don't get an answer and like I mm-hmm. uh, should have ended that first. But so it was a really good lesson, I think, there in just communicating for me. And that I've tried to always use that as like I can't let something go on that long. Now there were external conditions that probably supported that. I don't think that would happen necessarily today in the, like in the real world exactly. Um, but nonetheless,
0: that's, I like really feel for you in this situation because that's so frustrating and confusing. And I'm sure like when he, in those moments where he did say like, yeah, I want to try this or like, yeah, I do think I'm interested. I'm sure you were like over the moon and like, wow, it was so worth the wait. And like, I just had to be patient, like give him his time. And he does see me the same. And and these feelings are there. And then to just then be waiting and waiting and waiting for nothing to happen and for him to like change his mind. That's so painful. Like obviously you're removed from it now and can kind of talk about it very like matter of factly. But I can imagine that was really difficult in the moment.
1: Oh, it was. Incredibly difficult, and if you talk to any of my friends, like they obviously all heard about it, um, like it was very, very difficult. And the piece around the waiting, I think, whether it's in this situation or even shorter situations, even if it's like after going on a first date and you're wait- waiting for a text, right? Like there is a lot of anxiety associated with, and it it can become crippling, right, to some degree. And and that's like I try now, I. I don't do this perfectly at all. Like it's probably hypocritical I'm even saying this, but like I'd rather know than wait. Like knowing is better than the the hope that's associated with waiting, quite frankly.
0: 1000%, I would so much rather just get rejected than sit there for like a week or a month getting little breadcrumbs and thinking that there's possibly something there. Like once you get rejected, you can actually start to heal and move forward versus being in limbo and not knowing and trying to decipher every little text and action from them and questioning if you're crazy or not. It's so much better to just know that somebody's not into you. But, you know, on the flip side, giving him the benefit of the doubt, maybe he really didn't know and and wanted to explore or or almost like wanted maybe one of those situations where going back to what we kind of talked about earlier on where it's like, oh, like everything is right. And like, you're getting treated in the right way. And this person on paper makes so much sense, but like, for some reason, something's not there, you know, maybe he really did want there to be something there. And he was trying to tell himself that there was, and ultimately there just wasn't.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's very, I think that's a very fair way to look at it too. And it's interesting now in like hindsight, I he wouldn't have been the right person for me. Like I've actually met people and now granted it hasn't worked out who I can tell even from the nature of the conversation or just what we're talking about that like, Oh, this feels more right than that would have. Like that's not to neglect like a great friendship. So I don't want to do that. Right. But, um, you, once you like the more experiences you kind of like learn, like learn more about what you're looking for too. Yeah.
0: There are a lot of other sagas we can talk about, but I want to kind of jump ahead to um, the first line of this one was 27-year-old boy. The last one is maybe the most disappointing, but also where I finally found my voice. I want to hear about this one.
1: So yeah. So also for context on the 27-year-old boy, I tend to give names or just like as I'm talking to my (laughs) friends about people, it's like
0: 27-year-old boy. Can I read the names from these? We, We had business school boy, we had army boy, we had work boy, we had atheist boy and we have 27 year old boy.
1: Yes. So this is more just a way of uh uh talking to my friends. <laughs> but maybe it's also a problem using the term boy too, um to describe them. No, but I,
0: I do that too. Like it, this is so weird. Like I don't want to be a I'm not a woman. I'm a girl. Exactly. I'm not I'm not Jake isn't a man. He's a boy. <laughs> like no I'm, no it's a boy.
1: And then when you're, and when you're done with someone, you're like, Oh, that kid. Remember that kid.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: Um, So the last one was very interesting. This was pretty recent. Um, Went out with a guy who is again, 27. So like four ish years younger than I am, which I, I truly don't think is a big deal fully. Um, And we went out, had, like, a really nice first date. Um, I had gone away, so, like, very good second date. He was very much like, oh, I want to do X, Y, and Z. Like, I want to see you, like, that kind of thing. But one issue – so he has a very, very busy job, and which I actually liked, right? I'm looking for someone who's really ambitious and motivated, so I like when someone's very passionate about what they do. Um, but – Um, He had, like, no time to do anything, right? So I would see him once a week, if that. And um, there was a period, I think it was between, like, maybe our third and fourth dates that, you know, two weeks had gone by and I hadn't seen him. And he's not also a great texter. Like, I seem to find these guys who also don't text well, or maybe that's just a product of the relationship, but I wasn't hearing from him much. So obviously I'm anxious. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, is he interested? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm getting close to texting him. And I almost that two weeks later, I get a text and he's like, Hey, I just wanted to apologize for being like, not the best at communicating. Like, um, work's just been really, really crazy. And um, I just wanted to explain, and I'm sorry. And then he's like, I know work is going to be pretty busy the next few weeks. I don't know if that like sounds interesting to you or not. And I respond. I was like, it's not that it doesn't sound interesting to me. I actually like and find it you know attractive that you're really into your work and that kind of thing. But it's very hard to get to know someone when you're only seeing each other maybe once a week. And also when you don't communicate, that like creates a- anxiety. So I was like, I'll leave it to you. And again, maybe another situation I should have taken control over, but like, I'll leave it to you. You, um, If you want to keep seeing each other, great. If you want to like wait till work dies down a bit and, you know, if we're both still single or whatever, meet up again, that's fine too. Or if you want to end it, like, that's cool. Just let me know. And I mean, it wasn't cool, but like I'd rather just know now going back to that theme and he's like, I'd like to keep seeing each other. So I'm like, cool. Awesome. Great. And then he doesn't make a plan. So I'm like, all right, you just said you wanted to see me.
0: Words matter, but actions too.
1: Well, I think this is a big part of it, like the action piece as well. So he doesn't make a plan. And then I, I text him maybe the next day I'm like, Hey, so would you like to get together and do something? and he's like um he's like yeah maybe i can do sunday or whatever and i at this time this past spring was pretty busy i had a couple of weddings like bachelorette so you don't have much weekend time and when someone can only do something on the weekend it gets very hard to plan so i was finding a lot of anxiety of like he has this really tight schedule my weekend schedule is pretty bad like how do we actually plan something and so we ended up going on like a walk the Sunday before or the next Sunday. But as I was going into the date, I had like gone on a setup earlier that day that didn't go great. I was a little disappointed. Um, I, I didn't really want to go to him. I was hoping he would come to me a bit more where I live. And I texted him like, hey, what do you want to do? And he goes, um, up for whatever. Do you mind like coming to my area? which in my mind was code for, I have to work later. So can I be close to my area? And then I just got, got annoyed. I was like, I didn't say this to him, but it felt like I was on a clock. And I don't really like feeling when you're about to go out to some- with someone like that you're on a clock or you don't have a lot of time. Completely but anyway, God. go on the date. It was an awesome date great like had a wonderful time just like went on a walk like lots to talk to like really enjoy being with him he definitely didn't like rush me at all great okay so we get to the week not hearing from him again much the next weekend i was going away but i had like one or two days so it gets to like thursday and not hearing from him much and then i'm reach out maybe it's a thursday night and i'm like hey want to do something this weekend he's like what about tomorrow why don't we do like a picnic right which was a really great idea. So we went, we had this, I was very excited, canceled like other dinner plans I had with friends, went to this picnic and we were there for about two hours. And then we're sitting, we're like eating ice cream. And he goes like, um, it was around 945 on a Friday, right? Like not that late, especially if you're like going out with someone. He's like, Hey, I think I'm going to like head back soon. Like I have a lot of work to do, but can I walk you to your apartment? So obviously I was a bit disappointed. Like we've now it was like our four, you know, fifth ish date. Like what's going on? Kind of like we, I see you once a week. Can we, can't you hang out for a bit more? Right. And so he walks me back to my apartment and all of a sudden I'm just like, when he's saying, I'll see you soon. I kind of just like blurted out, like, do you have time for this? And normally I'm very calculated about when I say stuff, but I think I was just gotten very frustrated of like, I don't want to waste my time. And Good uh, for you.
0: I love that, that you just like did it. Like something in you was like, I need to say this.
1: Something in me. Now the rest of the conversation, I don't know what I said five minutes long was <laughs> jumbling my thoughts to the point where we agreed like let's talk a few days later on Monday. Um, But I think that was one of the first times where uh, I was like, I don't kind of care what the hell this, like, me saying this is going to do. Like, this is about my time and trying to get to know someone, right? And I left that conversation. I was pretty upset after that conversation because I couldn't fully articulate myself the rest of the way Um, and was like, I don't know if this is right. Maybe I should end it. Okay, well, of course, in typical fashion, didn't do that. And we met up on Monday or the next, yeah, the it was Monday and he said he wanted to keep seeing me, but also made a comment that he probably wanted to like move within a year and go back to where he had moved to New York from, which is a kind of a weird thing to say, but we in some sense agreed to like, we'll still see each other. um, But we'll have to keep a pulse on like emotions and that kind of thing. And I was like, great, as long as I'm starting to get more, because what I did ask for was like more communication more proactivity and planning and whatnot next week goes by don't really hear from him I was going on a bachelorette I was hoping to like get a text of hey like have fun on the bachelorette that's it I don't need to have a long conversation just more of like a you're thinking about me or exactly or hey like how was the you know how was the bachelorette none of that and so um I was I, I had a session with my therapist and she was kind of like, you just need to end it. Right. And this was like, you know, this was, and she was like, you just have to do it. Cause I had been thinking about it and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to wait one more day in classic form. You find another, I'll just wait one more day. And I woke up the next morning actually to a text from him like, Hey, can we talk, you know, do you have time to talk tonight? And I basically was like, I am, while he somewhat initiated that, I am not waiting to have this call. I sent him a text and I was basically like, look, I'm going to save us the text or save us the call. Um, I really enjoyed getting to know you. Definitely disappointed, but like, this isn't what I deserve or what I'm looking for, how I want to be treated. So I like, kind of want to end it. And his response wasn't great after that. So, but that was it. And that ended it. And I've actually decided after that that, I was, I had a couple busy weeks like in June and now we're at this part of the month. I'm going away for a few weeks where I was like, I'm going to take a dating break um, until I get back from my vacation, um, which I, I I could get into my thing thoughts about the dating break. Like I did delete my hinge and bumble. I still have some of the other ones, but I still think you're thinking about it all the time still, even if you're not going out on dates. So that's what makes it hard. But I was just like, I need to spend some time at least prioritizing myself a bit. So
0: I think even just the active conscious effort of like, okay, maybe I shouldn't go on a date for a few weeks. I think that's really grounding. And then like in a few weeks, you'll be like, okay, I really want to try again. And it kind of just like refuels your desire to go out on dates versus like, going through the motions and going on dates because you feel the pressure to go on dates in order to meet somebody.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So um, we'll see how that goes. I mean, the apps haven't been great lately anyway, so maybe it's a, a good time. But but yeah, going back to that example, it's I think the first time, like at least that early on, I really started to speak up for myself and it still went on longer than it should have again, but it was probably earlier and I got to say things that I wanted to say, which I don't know has always happened.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm really proud of you. And I love that. Like just throughout this conversation, we've seen different situations and, you know, now this is the most recent one and you have learned and you have taken that step to do something that, you know, prioritizes you and what you're looking for. And I think, Even though it didn't work out, you still, like, you might, you could have still been in that situation now, like, waiting to hear from this person. And yeah, I think it's really great that you asked for what you needed. And he got to show you that he couldn't give you that. So, even sometimes asking for your needs and expressing those needs, it's not always going to get you what you want, but it at least gives you the opportunity to learn is this somebody who can fulfill my needs or not? And then you have that information.
1: Exactly. And to your point you made earlier about like words versus actions, he said he could do those things, right? He said he could text more, be more proactive, and then I wasn't getting it. So there is a big difference between words versus actions in this case. And um, I think it also potentially speaks to maybe just a maturity level as well, right? Mm -hmm. And something as I've thought about, again, he he was, he's not that young, but he was younger and guys, you, you know mature at different rates than go.
0: Yeah. Everyone's different. <laughs> well, I'm really proud of you and I'm excited for maybe a part two down the line to see where you're at and what else you've learned and put into play. Because I really, I, I think you've done so much like reflecting and just like looking inward to see, okay, what have I done in the past that hasn't served me and how can I be better? And And like, you should be so proud of yourself for actually again, like words, like words, like I'm going to be better and I'm going to cut things off shorter versus actually doing it is like huge. And that's something that's really hard to do. So I hope you're proud of yourself because I'm proud of you.
1: Well, thank you. I I really am. And, and I joke, I'm like, to my friends, I'm like, I'm tired of learning now. So hopefully
0: (laughs) (laughs) now you just want to do and like be done.
1: Right, but yeah. so hopefully the learnings over at some point soon. But but we'll see. We'll see where that hopefully goes. Hopefully, very soon.
0: Okay, million dollar question coming your way. What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received?
1: Um, I would probably say something about having to speak up, not to like be on brand. I can give you a funnier one that I don't. One of my old bosses wants to tell me. I'm very. I love sports and whatever. She's like you shouldn't talk about like sports until the third date. Um, (laughs) Like don't give them what they want. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or be like, don't, you know, don't show how much, you know, which um, you could go either way on that. That doesn't happen. Part of me is I love sports. So that comes out, but no, I think like in all seriousness, it's about communicating what you you know, just having friends tell you, like, who see it from the outside, like, you need to say something, you have to do this, because they, they can also see how it's affecting your day to day. And you don't want to feel like that, your friends don't want to feel like that. Um, And I think the quick thing to do is say how you feel. And it's not for the right person, I'm hoping that it will be right, right. And they handle it in the right way.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. Is there anything I didn't ask that you were hoping to share?
1: No, I think I think that's it. Beautiful.
0: Well, thank you again to everyone who listened. Thank you for listening. Please, please, please send this episode to a friend. Send it to the group chat. Send it to your coworker. Send it to your dog walker. Post on your story if you loved it. And of course, if you have something you want to come and share on Unfiltered, email me, seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. I would love to have you. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to Podcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.
1: Mads, I'm obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but
0: not quite. I love that Ocase's podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal
1: power as entrepreneurs. Oh yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello everyone, I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL.